Blog Talk Radio. What up, though? Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fat five during prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What up, though? What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my brothers. We got B. Austin in the building, chilling in the war wagon. Jimmy the Blueprint will be with us in just a minute. It's been another crazy week in America. Some big news dropped this week also about a new NFL partnership. So y'all know we got to talk about that. So make sure you keep it locked right here for the next two hours. And if you want to get in on the conversation, just make sure you sign in right now to the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at war room sports. You can also call in directly in about 10 minutes when we open up the digital extreme tech hotline That number is three, two, three, four, one, zero, 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 one, two. But before we get started, like we always do about this time, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Snoop and them. Um, but yeah, when we when we're not on the air during the week, man, we're not live. We want you guys to go and check out archive episodes of our show on our own network at warroomsports.com and the Warroom Sports Mobile app. Also on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Cast. You get the you you get what I'm trying to say here. And um, basically, most places that you do your podcast listening, we are most likely to be there. So shout out to everybody on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, the Broad Street Line, Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Show, uh, After Further Review, John Appetit, uh, Quick Slants, Cover 2, and a whole lot more. But B, question for you, man. Like I said, it's been a crazy week in America. First, we had the whole Jeffrey Epstein quote-unquote suicide debacle. Then we had a police standoff in our hometown yesterday. It's wild in these American streets right now, man. What, what's what's the deal? Yo, it's all part of the plan. It's all <laughs> part of the plan. As far as Epstein is concerned, I've, I've come to the understanding and realization that even in the face of, of inhumanity and what goes on in, in, in American, the American prison system. Um, a lot of times those dudes do have a weird and sick sense of justice and right from wrong. And um, they really don't do much. They don't do well with chomos. And if there's actually an understanding between the prison hierarchy and the corrections officers, when somebody like that comes in and no one is above their justice, as they say. So, even if you got billions, you come in there and you're going to spend a long time there uh, and you're a child molester or a rapist, you won't get prison justice. And, I mean, he got prison justice. And it was, it was, I think there was an understanding. Um, in, in, in the case of our 
Because you know the conspiracy theories mm-hmm. are flying though. Was it prison justice or was it this dude is about to drop the dime on a lot of big important names in the United States type of justice? That's that's my question because it's not like it's not like Bowles and like Rikers or something like that. So you know he had information on Clinton, he had information on Trump, and by all accounts. He was on. He was going to be on his Nino Brown Joan. If I'm going down, you know, this is bigger than, than Jeffrey Epstein. If I'm going down, then I'm taking a whole lot of people with me. At least, you know, that's the stuff that I've been hearing. So it kind of feeds into the conspiracy narrative that's been floating around. Yeah. That, you know what I'm saying? It probably wasn't a suicide. And if he got knocked off, it wasn't just regular old prison justice. It was yeah. And that, and that goes to the prison that goes to the sick part that I've just mentioned in sick justice. Like if you need, if you need to get someone roof, you can probably do it for about $50, $60 and some crackers in there. So uh, he, he might've got roofed. And then our city uh, of brotherly thugs, I mean, brotherly love. um, (laughs) And I fully expected the dude to lose his life because when you shoot police, we all know who the biggest and strongest gang in America is. They don't take too kindly to that. Uh, I, you know, and he still may get, he himself still may get roofed at some point, but I expected the SWAT team to go in there and air him out. My man backed down the whole PPD for a good eight hours yesterday. It was kind of amazing to see. I, I, I absolutely hated the, you know, the, the street reaction from it. All you saw, you know, because we ain't living in this new day of social media, so uh, you know all the thugs and the, the, <laughs> the cats took to the to the internet to talk about how you know salute to him and f the police and all that kind of stuff. But more than that, I was surprised by, and not much surprises me in today's society, but I guess we're so desensitized to gun violence at this point. Every video, every photo, every news report, every piece of media that I saw about this situation be, the streets were flooded with people. You expect if there's a shootout going on with the police and somebody else for hours on end, you kind of expect the streets, you know, back when people were smart, you kind of expect the streets to be empty, right? Every video you see of this, it's like... It's not like it's a shootout. It's like a music festival or something. Or they moved the Greek picnic down Erie Avenue or something, but the streets were flooded with people. The cops couldn't even back people up. I saw one video, B. You hear gunfire erupting in the background. People are on the corner with their phones out, live, narrating the whole thing. Cops telling them to back up. They telling cop FOH and all this, you know, tell me what to do, this and that. He's trying to back you up for your own safety so you don't get shot. But y'all rather crowd yeah. on the corner and crack jokes and narrate for the Facebook Live while there's gunfire going on in the background. Like, what is wrong with humans today, B? And you know, yeah. we gotta we gotta we gotta start a GoFundMe, man, because it's taking us a little too long to to gather up this money that we need to finish this spaceship. I gotta get out of here, man. I holler. I'm done enough. I'm I'm limited on what I can do on Earth. 
from from here on. Yeah, I yeah. definitely, definitely. The yeah, the podcast and and our children are probably crowning achievements. Like, look, dude, I I, I don't got no more to give to, to you human beings, man. And <laughs> out to Justin Coast because he's making a big bet on inter uh, interstellar travel and space travel. I don't know where we're traveling to, uh, but he, you know, he is he is big on the spaceships, and I'm I'm with him because, yo. Are we that desensitized that we think we're living inside of a video game where if you get shot, you'll get another life? Like, that's the only thing I can, like, do you think when you get banged out, like, you're going to magically reappear? Oh, I got, I got seven lives. I'm good. Huh? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you people yeah, doing? Oh, it was like, a, it was like a music festival or something, man. Just people walking around freely you know, upset because they can't get past the police barricades to get home in some instances. I'm like, yo, they are like, there's a war going on up the street and you can hear it in the video. I I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Earthlings, do not take me to your leader. Take me to the nearest craft that can get me the hell out of here, man. The Earthlings, do not take me to your leader, Donald Trump. I'm cool. <laughs> Do not be out of here. This world is crazy. All right, man. So let's get into some hot topics, man. We'll probably get back to some of the nonsense happening in America um, in a little while, especially, you know, give Jimmy a chance to get some of his bars off when he comes on. But hot topics, as usual, brought to you by my bookie. Let's talk real quick before we get started, guys, about how much cash you can make sports betting at my bookie. Sports is pretty much now a 24-7 thing. And if you don't believe me, you know, turn on ESPN or something at 3.30. It's bound to be something on. Probably something you don't like, but it's bound to be something on. Um, <laughs> cricket, uh, <laughs> women's softball, I don't know. E- anyway, if you still at this point haven't checked out my bookie, especially if you're a degenerate gambler, <laughs> we don't know what you're waiting for. You can lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports. Join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you guys are tired of getting the runaround from those other services when it's time for a payout, this is why we urge you to give MyBookie a try. If you win, they pay fast. No hassles. You're basically wasting your time betting anywhere else. Uh, They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now. My bookie will match your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, all caps, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid, period. All right, let's, let's, let's talk some, some NFL news real quick, B. Um, some, a report came out earlier in the week. You know the Cowboys have some, some contract situations going on right now. You got Zeke holding out. Um, Amari has to get his bread. And most importantly for the Cowboys, I guess, Dak Prescott has to get his bread. So the negotiations have been on. There was a report that came out earlier in the week that Dak Prescott had turned down a deal that would have paid him $30 million a year and counteroffered with $40 million a year. <laughs> we, we definitely, we definitely have to get our laughs off at the prospect. Um, 
because, you know, I'm going to be fair to all my Cowboys fans out there that's crying every time somebody get these memes and jokes off. Like, oh, it's been said as a report came out that said it wasn't true. It's like, but at this point, they know that they're being trolled. So just let the people get their jokes off. Um, but I have, like, the report came out and said it wasn't true. All right, 40 million, no. But I have heard a report that the actual number that they asked for was something around $34 million a year, which would make Dak Prescott the second highest quarter paid quarterback in the league to Russell Wilson, I believe, who's at 35. Carson Wentz at 32. I think Aaron Rodgers somewhere at 34 or something like that. What are your thoughts on him even asking to be paid somewhere in the $30 million plus arena? in comparison with the quarterbacks who are getting that money right now. Dev, you've known me long enough. You know how I feel when I come talking about this this bread, man. Like, I, I'm a stickler for value, and I'll go ahead and tell you that some of the greatest, some of my favorite players of all time were overpaid. Like, players that I like, like, me and Rip Hamilton are cool, like, in real life. And I'll tell you, Rip is over, was overpaid. Joe Johnson is my man. I go and watch Joe Johnson highlights. Believe you me, none of them are really dunks. But he destroys people. Joe Johnson wasn't worth no hundred. That's absolutely true because you, you did that before, you know, everybody got on the Joe Johnson train because of the big yo. three. You've been a yo, Joe I love it. I love, yo, Joe Johnson, I can relate. My man can't jump over a quarter, but we'll get to that later. The point I'm making is these are guys that I love and appreciate what they give to sports and their game. And I'll sit here and tell you there's no way in hell I'll pay them. So what makes you think that I'm cool with a guy who can't really throw the football with any accuracy? <laughs> hey, I'll, I'd rather pay Devin McMillan a million dollars a year as my starting quarterback than give Dak Prescott $30 million to play football at quarterback. Now, in all fairness to Dak, now that I've gotten that out of the way, because I think he's a bum, he's, he's not a bum. He's slightly above a bum. In all fairness to Dak, the way the marketplace works, He's the next in line. So if the Cowboys follow my logic, they're just going to say, yo, we just gonna, we just going to go ahead, let you ride out this contract, and we're going to franchise you because we believe cream rises to the top and you ain't the cream, buddy. That's, that's, what I, that's what I would do. That's what I think the Cowboys objectively should do. But the reality is if they believe that he's the best out there, not the best, but the best out there for them at this time, then they got to pay that dude this money because he's next up, and that's the market. That's the going rate for a franchise starting quarterback. Not just the starting quarterback, but they believe the franchise, so they would tie him up on a long-term deal. He's going to get 32 to $35 million a year over four years with at least three of those years guaranteed. That's the market. No matter what I think or what you think, I think it's laughable based on his skill set and talent that we would even be talking about him making more than $10 million a year. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, 
But the I'm market, a little bit higher on Dak Prescott than than you are. Um, I'm not in no way am I saying I think Dak Prescott is one of those guys who deserves to be up in that that upper quote unquote upper echelon, not echelon, that upper echelon. Um of quarterbacks as far as his pay goes. But at the same time, you know, I'm always an advocate for, hey, get with the, get whatever they're going to give you. But at the same time, even though, you know, I, I did see Dak getting embarrassed on a video um, as far as his accuracy is concerned in a video with uh, David Carr, um, I don't think he's as bad as you do. Um, I also am not naive enough, you know, with quarterbacks, they always want to give the credit of the whole team to the quarterback. So one of the big things that people like to use when they're talking about Dak Prescott is the fact that, oh, he has 32 wins since he, he's been in the league. Giving no credit to the roster that Jerry Jones was, has finally been able to put together. But at this point, when the, I, I, yeah, Yo. for me, what I would call Dak Prescott is inconsistent. I see sometimes where I'm like, all right, Dak is starting to show his true colors. He looks like a, you know, he's starting to look a little like a bum. Um, I've seen him get out of situations where I'm not expecting him to get out of certain situations. But I've also seen it come a little easy for him in his first few years and then the few games where he was pressed and the defense, you know, was able to stay stout throughout the whole game and not be beat by a Zeke or and especially games when Zeke wasn't even there, he starts to show, you know, he starts to show more football. But I think he's a decent quarterback. And I don't think the Cowboys in their current position is ready to just Scrap Dak and start over. Right. I mean, he's good enough Yo. to get to the playoffs with right now. Who knows what happens after that? What up, Jim? Jim Brown. Yo, Yo I just want to, um, you know, butt in. I see we're not slandering Jay yet. Um, happy birthday, Nip. But also, um, nope. to get to the conversation y'all having, um, for me, Dak's talent lies somewhere in between what Dak thinks he is and what B. Austin thinks he is. It's like somewhere. <laughs> um, the big ass range. <laughs> But the fact is, the fact is, the fact, (laughs) yo, the (laughs) fact is, um, he's still young, like, and you gotta, like, the market is what the market is, regardless of what he will be. I just, I'm just not ready to throw the towel away. Dak might end up being a good quarterback, or he could turn around and be poop. It, like, but that's the chance you gotta take in today's NFL. You having a franchise quarterback is like paramount to winning the league, right? Or at least a quarterback that's not going to lose the game for you. So you got to pay what the market is, and you got to ride this. You got to ride it out. You got to ride it out. That's a good point. That might actually be where he is. He's that quarterback Mm -hmm. that's not really going to lose a game for you. You know what I mean? And and that's what I'm saying. My man is David Garrard. (laughs) What I'm saying is, you if, if you build a good enough team, that's all you need to compete at a high level and win a championship. And at the same time. Um, he could turn into something like you just don't, you just like Dak is right now. The, the the jury is still out. Um, to use a cliche, the jury is still out on Dak. In my opinion, to me, sometimes he looks like okay, he could be a quarterback in this league, and sometimes he looks like 
yo, he's trash. So, but you just got to give him more time. And time will tell. Like, you know, that's the good thing about sports is you got to play the game. But at Listen, the same you time, the market, you gentlemen is, have played, the market is what the market you gentlemen is. Market is the market. You gentlemen have played the sport. You gentlemen have watched the sport, damn, almost 40 years. Yo, we old as dirt. But you watch this. You watch this game. I'm going to just break it down. I'm going to keep it real simple in football terms. And y'all tell me if I'm wrong. If, if when, when facing Dakota Prescott, if there's eight men in the box, Dakota, he, he, can make some, he can make some throws, as you would expect from a guy that gets paid to professionally do it. If there's six men in the box or five men in the box, Yo, we don't know where the ball is going or what it to end up. Now, with Zeke Elliott on the field, how many times do you, does Zach see that see six man fronts and seven man fronts? There's there's your yeah, answer. I mean, it's definitely a difference. So, I mean, it looks like right now it looks like the Cowboys aren't going to acquiesce to to Zeke Elliott's request. Um, I, it's my opinion is they'll get something done because they know if they are going to pay Dakota thirty million plus, like come on, he needs his his binky back there. He needs his pacifier. So it would be stupid to pay Dak all of that money and not give him his partner in crime that's helped his success so much in his first three seasons. Um, Dak reminds me a lot of Donovan McNabb personally. I'm like. Body style, the, the playing style, um, the way he can keep a play alive and, and, and make a play like that sometimes, but well, not that's, necessarily that's actually, the most accurate, accurate, you know, things like that. He, he reminds me a lot of Donovan. That's a good comparison. And the, and the fact that it, the truth is about McNabb, as much as we slander McNabb, McNabb wasn't a terrible quarterback. And McNabb is a guy who has a skill set that if you coach him up, um, you know, put him in a position to win games, he could win games. So that's actually a pretty good comparison right there. Like, if his yeah, feeling is McNabb, I think the Cowboys are okay with that. Right. I mean, because everybody in the division kind of over they, they overrated what McNabb was anyway. And, you know, that might have been thanks to his partnership with Andy Reid. They just worked great together. But even from a social standpoint, you know, what the fans think of, the people who love Dak overrate him and the people who, you know, maybe dislike Dak might act like he's worse than what he really is. So, you know, same thing that same treatment McNabb got throughout his career. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, just before we go on this topic, just wanted to give that list because I was just shooting off the top of the dome. But uh, Seattle quarterback Russell Wilson, he's the league highest, league's highest player at $35 million per uh, then Ben Roethlisberger at 34, followed by Aaron Rodgers at 33 and a half, followed by Carson Wentz at 32 uh, million, and uh, Matt Ryan at an even 30 million dollars. I personally don't think that Prescott is better than any of those guys, but you also play for the Dallas Cowboys. We know what kind of money the Dallas Cowboys have. Um, if I'm Dak, Y'all might have laughed at me, and the reports say that it wasn't true. But if I'm Dak, I might have really went in there and asked Jarrah for $40 million. Yeah, listen, just man. to see where the chips fell. Shout out to Russell Wilson. <laughs> he just bought equity in an MLS team. So, uh, you know, he's he trying, he trying to boss up. But um, And he said he's trying to play until he's 45 years old. Russell. I don't, I don't like, 
you know, Russell drawn. You can't you can't play this game to you. The game too brutal. <laughs> First of all, football might not be around when he's forty five years old. But um, yeah. second of all, like, his, I'm not mad his at that. Kid, his son, future one day, and you don't want to be all. Yeah. Uh, my bad. I'm gonna leave kid too. I'm gonna leave them jokes alone. All I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say is, um, in the future he might be playing football yeah, yeah. with his son. Oh, Yo, bars. Mm. I mean, you know, you know, I kind of remix it. That's, that's not really mine. That's Mel. That's Mel's bar. But listen though, um, Demarco, the Obi baby. I'm not. I'm not mad at uh. I'm not mad at um the bull for asking this kind of bread. Like if 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 you listen, man, you get you get what the market is and what you can negotiate. So salute to him for having the the audacity to uh you know to do that. <laughs> yeah, the audacity. No, you're gonna get laughed at, but you gotta aim high, man. I hate to have to be effective and call it what it is. Like, yo, he really probably, probably should get something north of 32. But, yo, I'm not. Come on, man. I'm not. Yo, so you're not even saying that. But, and by the way, so by the way, like, he's better than getting 32. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Know, high you know, high you know, so, you know, Russell you know, Wilson. Dom DeMarco. DeMarco. Yeah. Salute to Russell Wilson for going from a Becky to a Sierra. You all right in my book. Next to <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. All right. So, um, young man Antonio Brown has lost his uh, grievance against the NFL to wear his old helmet. Remember last week he had threatened if he didn't get to wear his old helmet, he was going to retire from football. So those threats fell on um, deaf ears because nobody really cared. They said no. Nah. And he's not going anywhere. Um, the only reason he's not playing right now is because his feet look like he walked through a minefield with no socks on um, in the middle of Vietnam. But anyway, uh, oh. one day after he lost that grievance, his agent, of course, Drew Rosenhaus, uh, said that he had located versions of his preferred helmet model that had been manufactured in the last 10 years and was working with the NFL to get it cleared. So he's found like newer versions of, you know, his old helmet that he's trying to get cleared now. So he's basically in a second holding pattern waiting on um, the NFL to make a decision on that. What do y'all think about this whole thing? I wasn't here last week to hear y'all talk about this whole thing, but as usual, you know, you see people on social media jump into his defense, but it seems like, when people defend people on social media, it seems like they don't even care to get all the details, to know all the facts, because most of the people that I saw defending them was like, well, I mean, he cares about his safety. So, you know, that's important. But the I thought the reason why they wouldn't allow for him to wear this helmet is because it's not as safe as the new models. Not saying that the NFL cares, but after, you know, uh, Will Smith and them, <laughs> exposed the NFL for, you know, what they were doing. Um, shout out to Dr. Smith. Yeah. The NFL has to at least look like they care now. So they have to be, you know, with the safety, with I the products so. and all that kind of stuff. So how are you defending him talking about, well, is his head, he needs to be safe. Uh, and they're trying to get him. I, I think some Bull, Tell the truth. Bull is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Tell I the put truth. him in the uh, Floyd Mayweather category. Tell the truth. Why is it the receivers that are always divas, though? I swear. We like we always say, receiver, in my opinion, 
is the most dependent position, not just in football, but probably in all of sports. So how did these dudes become, you know, this? I don't get it. Yeah, it's, but it's all, listen, it's, it's either receivers or cornerbacks who are receivers that can't catch. So right. Right. It's, all, it's always one of the two. But um, yeah. I, I think that he just overplayed his hand. I feel like he thought everybody was going to jump on his side and everybody was going to go against the league. And a lot Most of people, people did, laughed at it. Without, like, yeah, I, I think a lot of people did without getting more information, but that, that's called the internet. Like, fact of the matter is, man, it's the, the new water cooler, the new street corner is the internet. That's where everybody hangs out and gets the information. And the internet is a dirty place where people don't do, like, research or try to get facts. It's just all emotions and feelings. Um, which is why someone who is like likes to be fact based, you're kind of the weirdo on the internet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you come to the internet with facts, you're the weirdo. Like, cause it's like nobody told you to look that up. You know what I mean? But fact of the matter is, man, he played himself. He overplayed his hand. Um, this boy is his own worst enemy because his brand is complete trash, and he he's a a, a hell of a receiver. He worked his way. He worked like a like he he worked crazy. A couple of years ago, nobody knew who he was. He put himself on a map, made himself a fan favorite, beloved, and he ruined all of that within like a year. He ruined all of it. Yeah, he was like so second fiddle to cats like he was like second fiddle to cats like Mike Wallace, who ain't never. No, he good ruined all of speed. He, he all the equity he built up, he ruined all of it, and like I I just don't know what he I don't know what he's trying to accomplish, and maybe he's trying to be the bad guy. But he's not he's right. not good at it. I mean at least Jerry Rice waited till retirement to put a chicken wing in his helmet. But um <laughs> Yo Coon train is Coon train is I mean say right, I, I I don't throw that word around lightly no more, man. It used to be the funniest thing you can throw it around lightly with him. My man dyed his mustache blonde. Come on, man. Yeah. And cut his know, I ain't talking about him. I'm talking about Jerry. Jerry will put a chicken wing in his face. Like, how? how, how <laughs> For a check. Like, yo, how, 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 I don't even, I will never understand that. I will never understand that. At no point. Did he like, yo, maybe I just. At no point did he say, I probably shouldn't be doing this. Which one was worse, Jim? Was it him putting the wing ding in his mask? Or was it Mary J. Blige standing on top of the sink, the table singing about chicken? Yo, chicken checks must be stay close. Yo, so they come with like Jerry's a lifetime supply of chicken. Yo, you know, they can close, get us off Jerry's a lifetime supply. Because that one picture where he got the helmet on and he's smiling behind the chicken wing like... He looks like a straight right. Sambo. That's true because with Mary, right at, at this point is legend. Like I, it was true. I saw the video, but at this point, when you search for it, I don't know if you can still find the video. You can still find the song where she was, you know, blowing about chicken scrubs. But yeah, <laughs> Mary definitely had a scrub. So the fact that Jerry's photo will live in infamy, you're gonna be able to find it on the internet anytime you look for it. That that could possibly be worse. Yo, my um, man Jerry Rice killed his entire career. We can't even respect him as the go- Jimmy took him off the top of the list. He not I mean, he might, and he might very well if there is one, he might very well be the greatest football player of all time. But like, I used to make, when you make, respect I used to make, for somebody, I used to make, 
it's difficult that's the argument I used to make. When you use respect I used to make, as a I used man. To make the argument that he was the single best football player ever, but now he don't exist, so it don't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's is very difficult to acknowledge people when you lose respect for them as a man. That's yo, crazy. he can't. Yo, he don't exist, man. All right, let's get into this next thing, and then we'll take some calls on this because I know some people want to holler at us about this. Um, so, <laughs> the Colin Kaepernick saga. the Colin Kaepernick saga takes another turn, and it takes a turn in the form of universally loved, at least by the brothers and sisters and the highs. Um, Jay-Z, Sean Carter, Hovey Baby, Jovito, (laughs) but Jay-Z and his Rock Nation Entertainment Company. That's his worst moniker, yo. I said, Hola Jovito has to be his worst moniker. (laughs) Hola Jovito. I'm telling you, I think, speaking of, like, that album had to feature some of his worst songs and his best songs. But crazily yeah. enough, people look at that as like a perfect masterpiece. I don't know. Hovey got them. He got he got he got a spell over people, but look like this week his spell might be wearing off a little bit. I haven't seen it on my personal timelines. Like they still riding for Hovey baby. But uh Jay Z and his Rock Nation entertainment company has signed a deal with the NFL to basically partner up and be the league's, you know, decision maker on uh, entertainment at events. So Super Super Bowl halftime shows, uh, things of that nature. And then there's this component uh, in the deal, supposedly, at least, you know, what they're telling us is that there's going to be some, some social initiatives, um, the league's inspired change initiative for social justice. Um, he's going to help amplify uh, what they're doing with that. Um, the opportunity, they said, to potentially accomplish big things and uplift many in communities uh, was important to Jay-Z and was an opportunity that he couldn't ignore. Now, while he's saying that, there's many out there, including the Colin Kaepernick camp, and and let me, you know, preface this by saying, when we say that, the Colin Kaepernick camp doesn't really include Colin Kaepernick. It's his girlfriend, Nessa, and his homeboy, Angry Eric Reed, because um, they're the <laughs> only ones who ever speak out when any of this type of stuff happens. Uh, they basically saying, along with a whole lot of other people, especially the Twitter community, saying, FOH to Jay, we don't believe you. You need more people, in his famous uh, words. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> Um, so what yeah, is your Dom DeMonco, DeMonco, Jay Z saying will and have will argue you down that this has nothing to do with the cap situation. Cap not even mad. The tweet that cap sent yesterday, right after it happened, wasn't a shot at Jay Z. Shout out to my man DJ Willie G. Um, um he. he I'm gonna I'm gonna break this I'm gonna break this down and and I'm not even gonna go with the Colin Kaepernick angle because my man speaks about as much as Kawhi Leonard. Uh, in fact, they probably covered. 
Yo, the problem, and, and let's break down what the real problem is amongst black people. Sean Carter, the optics that he gives America, he represents ashy to classy. He represents the quintessential American dream. You grew up between Marcy Projects and Tompkins in Brooklyn, scum of the earth, drug dealing, whatever, and you have grown through hip-hop, through hip-hop, through rap music, to be a mogul, to be worth a billion dollars. For black people, where black has somehow, in a lot of ways, become synonymous with poor, a poor person is the worst thing you can be in a capitalist society. It just is. So one of the agendas of, of, of white supremacy is to make black people or being black synonymous with being poor, which we know it's not, but that's, that's you know, perception is reality. So for a lot of black folks, John, John Corey Carter has stepped out of and stepped over the stigma of being poor and black. He's from the hood. They try and relate to him. They love when he brags. And he is representative of the black American dream. And so whatever he does, whatever he does, he's got defenders because they ultimately say, look, I can get rich in America too. And that's what it really boils down to. So they ignore whether he's right or wrong or even the, 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 the analytical thinking, not saying he's wrong, but the analytical thinking that comes along with really objectively looking at something. They're like, no, nah, Jay did it. It must be right. Look, he's rich. And that's, that's what it is, man. That's what it is. So my, my whole thing with this, um, and y'all know I'm, I always go back to this because I argued this for months after it happened. My whole thing with this is there's a lot of people, and we already know this because we speak on it every day, no matter what the form is. Everybody argues things depending on their personal level of affection, the topic of the argument. I'm going to need, I, I don't care what, I don't, I don't care what Jay-Z did. Jay-Z, in my opinion, did what Jay-Z has been telling you he does from day one of us knowing Jay-Z. Jay-Z is a capitalist. You know what I'm saying? Dumb down his lyrics to double his dollars? Exactly. Jay-Z will do what it takes to double his dollars. I'm not mad at him for doing some of this stuff. Some of the optics of it, oh, yeah, definitely suspect in some of the optics. I mean, because Jay-Z was the main person out in the forefront wearing cap jerseys last season telling other artists, you know, lesser artists, who could use the bump from Super Bowl type exposure, telling them cats not to uh, to to play the Super Bowl for whatever reason, um, and then he turns around and cuts a deal with the same people for basically the same reason. Like he's gonna be, he's gonna have a say in who's entertaining what and where Super Bowls and whatever. So the optics do look messed up, but at the same time, like I said, like Jay-Z tells you in every half a bar, <laughs> you know, what he is, what he's about, what he's always been about. So I can't get mad at him about that, but 
my I take issue with the defenders in this one. And the defenders, I think they need to keep that same energy that they came at with, with Malcolm Jenkins when he was tired of kneeling and wanted to go out and do some action. Because Jay-Z's whole thing, it's become so much about action and activism over the last 24 hours that people forget that the deal is really an entertainment deal. It's really an entertainment consultant type deal. I think he, he's getting off lucky with the fact that people has made it about the activism. My man, my so at least he gets a chance to say we were tired of yo, dealing. We got to take some action. Yo, Which is yo, fine, it's fine with me, but I just need y'all to keep that same energy because when Mike Jenkins went out there and grabbed a, a bag from the league, and it wasn't even and that, this is the part people don't understand. He didn't get a he didn't get a check. He got money earmarked. He the dude really didn't get a dime. We love to get these jokes off, no doubt, and we're gonna keep getting the jokes off. But dude didn't get a dime. He got money earmarked from all the other causes that the NFL act like they care about every yo. day. You know, that's gonna go to said, black yo. causes and that his foundation likes every. Every every year, so I don't mean that Jimmy get his up. Here's my perspective. Y'all gotta uh, keep first that off, same B. Austin, B. Austin, you gotta keep that same energy too, because I saw you call the boy a straight sellout. You kind of like you know fell back a little bit yeah. in your analysis. I want you to keep that same <laughs> sellout energy. I want you to keep that. I want you to keep them same sellout bars. But all my my point is this: so I don't even look at him as being a sellout. I do agree with that. That is an apology. Because if it's, it's, you know, what's the other cliche? Because we can keep these cliches tonight. If it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander, whatever that is. Um, you, you, can't, you can't, like, disparage. I don't even know what a gander is. Then, like, yo, yo what is a gander, goose. by the way? Anybody a male goose. Right? Oh, that's what that is? Oh, that's what that is? Uh, you know, yeah. Yo, yo, yo they was all cliche, you said, yo, get the gander. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but the bottom line is, the bottom like line is, man, like, you, 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 <laughs> yo, she got that gander. Yo, yo that's like a, that's a, that's a, yo, that, that, that's a, that's a fire analogy for a woman region. Like, what's up with that gander? But anyway, listen, um, getting back to the point, getting back to the point, though, right? <laughs> the bottom line is, like, there's this so many, there's so many different things. Like, this, this whole topic is interesting to me for a lot of reasons. For one, I agree. Um, you can't be mad at him. Like I'm not mad at the boy, but I do see people that are here. Let me back up a second. You can be a fan of someone and not agree with all of their moves. That's like logical. That's normal. But in 2019, people act as if you're a fan of someone. You have to go with everything they do, whether it's you right or take wrong. A side. Right? He slapped your mama. Yeah, you like, got to defend why he slapped there your are mama. People throughout there are people throughout American history that I love and admire, like whether it's a Malcolm X or an Elijah Muhammad or a Martin Luther King or a Fred Hampton, and I read their works and study study what they do. I don't agree with everything they do, and some things I vehemently disagree with, but the fact of the matter is it doesn't mean that I love them any less. So people, when you're a fan of someone, even if you're a Jay-Z sticker fan, it's okay to say that he's wrong in this regard. I'm not saying he's wrong because I don't think there's anything wrong with what he's doing because part of me but actually if, But if you cracked on Malcolm Jenkins, then... Then exactly. you think he's like, wrong, like, and you're not yeah, being honest yeah, exactly. with yourself. And that's all—that's my whole point. My whole point is, that, that, like, we have so many issues in this country, and there's different ways to attack it. And that's something that I learned, uh, you know, with maturity as well. I, because I mean, 
I'm a person that does a lot of community work. I sit on the boards of community organizations. And I used to be one of these guys where it's like, if you don't agree with my my method of trying to improve our community, then FOH. But as you get older, you realize that as long as you care about our people and you're trying to do something, even if we disagree on how we're moving, I, you know, listen, everybody got a part to play back to yours, quote Mel himself. So <laughs> Cap can do it his way. Mel can do it his way. As crazy, long man. as they're both working for as long as they're both working for the betterment of our people. But at the same time, I, the other part of this that's interesting to me is because Jay-Z does have sickle fans, I've never seen this many people go at his neck. Now, Dev, you need to scrub your friends list because I was on the oh, tweets yeah. and they was giving him all kinds of like slander. I was like, yo, I've never yo, seen yeah. this. The tweets were crazy. My friends list is, is like, you know, the Jay-Z fan club. Like I said, like there were a Few, it, it probably was like ninety five percent to five percent in in favor of Jay Z talking about this on my timeline um, in the past twenty four hours. Now the bold five percent of the people on my timeline who who were you know actually having the nerves and the gall and the guts to slander Jay publicly, yo, it was like it was like running up to the roof and shining the coal off bat light. <laughs> the bat signal for all the co-loss to come to your your status and just kill you and drag you and defend, 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 and and I know who's who. Like I had the, I've had the Malcolm Jenkins argument with so many different people. I know who's who, so I know who's out there faking. A couple of them got called out. Uh, you know who you are, homie. Um, but a couple of people got called out because I still I just don't understand how you can. You know, everybody called this man a sellout, a coon, and every part of his deal was for the betterment of of black people. But people didn't like it because it wasn't Cap's plan, which is a plan that I still don't know what it's about. I don't know Cap's endgame. I don't know Eric Reed's endgame. I don't know Nessa's endgame right now besides getting mad at everybody who does something different than Cap off of Cap's momentum. Like Yo, we give him thing, that right? credit from from for, to the day we die. He started this momentum, especially in the NFL, because the NFL, you know, it's weird to me how they even became the poster children of social justice and police brutality. But since we got them on the hook and they like giving out money, we're gonna keep pressing the NFL. But like Jimmy said, Yo, if you quick, do it though. a different way, like you can't get mad at that. Everybody's still doing something positive. Yeah, as long as you're doing something positive. But here's my thing, though. Um, Jay definitely getting a bag, it, though, with it, his. But, dog, on Twitter, know. though, they was taking shots at Jay on Twitter like Maurice Hill. And and um, the fact is, yeah. I've never seen I've never seen that. I, like, I've never seen him get slandered that way, which is crazy to me. But, Dev, I got a question for you. Who's more angry, Eric Reed or Imani Bates? <laughs> Imani Bates might be his seed, and we don't know it. <laughs> yeah, yo, he might be. He might have he passed be down. Yo. He yo. might be because. He, he might have scooted like, anger into his mom or something. I don't know. Yo, <laughs> Monty Bates is way too young and way too talented to be as angry as he is, but maybe that's what's fueling him. And, so, you know. And it's crazy. Somebody's going like, to knock both of these cats thing, out. If, <laughs> I hear the thing. First of all, we live in a society where like people worship celebrity. And I use that word celebrity loosely because you could be a dealer celebrity and you still have people like we live in a society where people literally follow each other. 
and you know it's like no qualm about it. So you had some people who were um, you know influencers who kind of started going in on Jay, and that's what like started this whole thing off. So one of them being Talcum X. So um, right. you know the, the the brother Sean King, he like let his hands go. Jamel wrote a piece this morning, and she got her own following. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's you kind can of still like see Jim the respect level with Jado because people will let their hands go on him, and then at the end be like, "But I'm still a fan of Jay Z, and I love what he's doing, uh-huh. and he did this." And I'm like, "That y'all just y'all just can't get it off without." Because I mean, <laughs> because within within that within that industry, and it's funny, right? Because you talk about like you talk about like listening to his lyrics. So I watch a lot of Jay Z interviews, and like when you watch his interviews, like, he's pretty much doing everything he says. He said in an interview before that he looks at entertainment as being the uh, the black man's natural resource, and he's his goal is to get power within the industry, and he's pretty powerful within the entertainment industry mm-hmm. in all aspects in terms of music, um, you know, athletics, the culture. He's he he's one of the most powerful people in the culture, to the point where people are almost scared to speak out against him. But my thing is. Like, you know, and I get it because sometimes if we're staying on code, you don't come out and say it. You, you call them and, and you say it. Like, you check them like, yo, dog, what you doing or whatever. And um, and, and kudos to uh, Charlamagne because Charlamagne straight asked him, like, yo, are you selling out the ball? Um, you know what I mean? But yeah. People are Charlamagne, man. I think Charlamagne is the the most, yeah, I think he's the, the, the realest person in the media industry, man. Like he can he like, can profess his love for you, and and that's that's an example of what Jimmy said earlier, because Charlemagne professes his love for Jay Z all the time. You know what I'm saying? He's absolutely. always wearing a paper plane hat in the studio. But when it comes to his job and 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 what he has to do, knowing that some people out there want to know the answers to these questions, Charlemagne will ask you stuff that might and has in the past got him punched in the face. But he, yo, he, he 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 was going at dapper neck a little bit, like yo, he's selling out. But um, yeah, but he <laughs> like, he's not afraid to ask you. That. My thing is, my thing is, yo, that's the way it should be. I don't right. want people around me or friends that can't check me. Yes, you know what I'm man. saying? Like like whole like, bunch of like, yes, Dev checked me. Dev checked me several times. Like yo, why are you posting that shit online? Talking about how much bread you get. You playing yourself? And I was like, yo, let me take this down. <laughs> like if you don't have that, though, like what do you have? Like. Seriously, that's what you're supposed to do. You you're supposed to have right. people that yeah. check you, but but we live in a world where people don't do that. People feel like you have to agree and move with like someone that you care. Like that's just it's just real weird to me. But as I take a step back and look at it, we live in a world where people literally follow each other. Like that's a thing. Like yeah. people said, look, Facebook has friends. We just don't make y'all followers. That's that's crazy. <laughs> I got followers, or I follow him. Huh? I try not to use, but that's the world we live in. No, no, me. I try to. I'm I'm big on semantics. I try not to use certain words whenever I can avoid it. Whenever I can avoid it, man. Yeah, don't use the word. I try to use the word support, even when it comes to us. Like I don't be out there be like, yeah, man. To all our fans, I be like, you know, we call them supporters because I don't want to sun you. Just like I don't want to be sun. You know what I mean? I don't want to be. Yeah. That's. To me, that's what they are. Though people are support. Like anybody right. listens to us and like, like you know, likes our page and all that. I, I I appreciate it because people like listen, man. It's it's a fight for people's attention these days. And you could mm-hmm. be doing. Right. Like, we have people like shop. 
Shout out to people in our chat room. Shout out to Neil. Shout like those people are there every week, and like I appreciate family. Exactly, but that's why I don't yeah, use those they... words either. But but I think it's yeah. interesting that Facebook, you know, Facebook has friends. You don't you don't that's like why court, That's why Court is my man. Fifty grand, no matter how how you know how much he makes me tear my eyes out at his posts. You know what I mean? I might be blind at this point, but that's still my man. No, I'm just going to be blind going with my main It's funny where this conversation is going because the three people on this podcast are probably much, much bigger Jay-Z fans than the dick riders that are out here swallowing no, for him on this. Definitely episode. much earlier. I, I, I know every Jay-Z lyric from Reasonable Doubt through the Black Album, not literally, but all his good songs anyway. But it, that doesn't mean I'll probably know the bad ones too. He played them the most. He played the bad ones the most. Yeah, they played them. I'm not going to call off for dude. I, I I definitely appreciate the Charlemagne point. I don't call him Charlemagne the, the you know what, but Charlotte, yo, you got to be objective, man. You have you see how to we be. are with semantics? Like we refuse to say certain things. Like, like, like me. Love, love Jay Z. Have always loved. You. I refuse to call Jay Z Hove. I refuse. To, yo, I'm not calling him that call, man. Yo, oh, Hova. Sh- so if you hear me say, say something, in the, if you hear me say some variation of Hova, Hovito, I'm being facetious. I just want y'all to know that. And it's crazy because when you're being facetious, you're not supposed to tell the world that you're being facetious. But I'm going to just let you know that but because you I know to. that you know a lot of y'all ain't to. that bright. <laughs> a lot of y'all ain't that bright, so I just got to let you know. I'm being facetious. Facetious if you if anything Hove-related comes out of my mouth. But you know what? But, like This, oh, yo, this we, thing is deeper. It's, it's deeper than this conversation, B. Austin, because this is like it's invaded our entire world. Our culture is this thing yeah. where you have to be 100 behind someone or not. Even to our yeah. politics, to our president, whether we're talking about the, the, the right. last president, forty-four or forty-five, it's like, yo, I'm all in. Like, you, when you, like, the thing is, to be, I, I remember being critical of Obama and people coming at my neck, and I'm like, yo, yo, they like, tried to kill you. Like, I thought we could. Yeah, do like, that. come on, cuz. Like, <laughs> you, you elect somebody, you hold them accountable. I thought, I thought we were able to do that. For me, I, I don't know what it is to be all in. I mean, I guess, you know, other than, you know, friendship and family and stuff like that, I don't, and even that, like Jimmy said, like, you still don't have a friend or a family member if they can't be honest with you about stuff and check you. Like, if you're, if you're just a yes person, what are you doing to help the life of the person that you yesing all the time? Yeah, that's, like, that's I trash, never man. got like, that. If y'all listen to this podcast over the past nine and a half years, y'all know every once in a while, y'all know we don't agree on everything. <laughs> y'all know that it can get to a blow up. Or whatever, oh, yeah. and then we switch crazy. the topic, and it's, it's easy. I think a lot of people can't have conflict without holding grudges about it, and they don't know. Like without we talk on different, we we talk on probably like four or five different platforms per day with different groups of people. Yo, know, we can have a, a knockdown, drag out argument, and at the same time we're doing that, since we live in this digital world, we could be on another text talking about. Like, you know, what time you and the fam this weekend? Like, like but I don't think a lot of people Yo. can compartmentalize like that, and that's why everybody feels the need to take sides. But to me, that was like the bigger issue with this whole Jay-Z thing. That's the one thing I saw I think was like the, the deeper conversation of 
Like, you can be a fan of someone and not just 100% agree with what they do. Like, I, I don't think I, – I know I know at least Dev's perspective. We we don't care what Jay-Z does. I, know, I saw B. Austin call him a straight sellout. I, I don't know if he's keeping that same energy. But my, my my thing is the bigger conversation is, like, dog, like, we're all human. Like, it's okay to disagree with him. And guess what? If he does something great with this whole opportunity, it's okay to change your mind, too. It's okay to say, damn, well, he pulled that off. Like, like – it's okay to get more information and change your mind, but it's also okay to be kind of critical and, and, and try to, you know, call to the carpet. Like, what are you really doing? There's nothing wrong with Plus, that. I can't be on the, the holier than now because of the NFL, the, you know, the biggest sports entity in America came to war room sports with some kind of partnership bag. Come on, man. I'm not messing with you, cat. I'll be on my Kyrie. <laughs> I'm like Tyreek from the Roots, John. Mm-hmm. Cut the check. I, right. I'm, shoot, I'd be like, how many Papa John pizzas you want me to bring to the meeting? Like, Y'all can cool train me all y'all want. But it's different. Like, people <laughs> like to just throw that around, and it's not even like that or about that. But we just got to be real here. So, so, saying all of that, I think I can sit here and say, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I'm not mad at anything Jay-Z said. I can say that and be honest because I had the same energy the last time. But there's no way that you're going to be in a conversation with me and I'm going to let let it slide that you called Malcolm Jenkins a sellout for getting money for black causes, but you're okay with Jay-Z partnering with the, you know, to be the entertainment consultant after he done told a bunch of people not to deal with the NFL on that level. Like, nah, you're not going to keep, you're not going to do that. Like, you're not going to do that and not get checked about it. So, you know, I can sit here and tell you about that and then tell you, oh, by the way, I don't think he did anything wrong, but I'm just not going to let people do that in front of me. That's corny. Uh, This might be a little too deep. This might be a little too deep for right now, but when you're... Be keeping the same energy, though. He called both of them sellouts. (laughs) <laughs> for a cause, <laughs> but Camel been sold out. Malcolm, brother Malcolm, got to change his first name. He can't walk around with that name. Um, but if you're accepting dollars from folks that are part of a power structure that doesn't really bang with you, isn't that kind of like accepting charity? That's like the the, the missionaries going into Africa and bringing. Never mind. I'm going too far with it. Yo, I, I listen. I, I get what you're saying, right? But I guess that's no, you know how I'm going. Use their money against what if you're the structure. The, yeah. What What if you're the spook who set by the door, though? So I guess through the ends justify the means, right? If If I'm If I'm If I'm going through the door, right? Because I, I and I know I'm a token, but I'm bringing 50 people with me, like. And I, but that's just a matter of perspective. Some people will say, no matter what you do, you know, the coon train is coming. And some will say, okay, that's the move. So. My point in saying that is, like, for instance, right, Thurgood Marshall and Malcolm X used to, like, really dislike each other because they had a difference of opinion. Malcolm, you know, at the time was talking about complete separation. Thurgood felt like you get into the system and you work from within the system. But at the end of the day, my whole point is – How did it work out for Thurgood? And respect to the brother. No, but I think it's how it worked out for either one of them. Both dead. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some 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 will say one ended with a bullet in his head and the other one didn't. So I mean, it all depends upon how you. Again, it's a matter of it's a matter of perspective. 
But my point is, they both wanted to do what they considered the right thing for their people. You know what I mean? Like so, my so it all depends upon how you look at it. I get your point though. But if you're if you're the spook who stepped out the door and you and you're trying to work within the system, and I don't even know that that's what he's doing. He could just be enriching himself. Like we don't know. But and another point Yo, about this whole story. Dude, that's the thing, though. That's why I told y'all earlier, Jim and B. I think Jay is kind of getting off easy in the fact that the conversation is about social activism. I think he's getting off easy about that. Like even if that was not even a part of it. And and you're going to we're going to tie that in with the with our quote of the week. We're going to tie that in. But even if that wasn't a part of it and Jay was just partnering with them to get another bag for Rock Nation, I'm still not mad at him. And it's not because I'm a Jay-Z no. sycophant because while while I'm not mad at him, I can still sit there and give you another perspective and tell you why people that are mad at him are mad at him. So yeah, I can do that. Here, here's, just for me, it's just not a big deal. In the fact that Jay Z from 1994 on has told you exactly what Jay Z is. <laughs> don't let yeah, this, you know. It, it, my thing is, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he could just be enriching himself. Maybe he's not. Who knows? Time will tell. But the one thing about this whole story that also this made clear to me is that Robert Kraft is the most powerful owner in the league. Like, okay. we can look at Jerry Jones as being like that guy. I think Robert Kraft has surpassed him. Um, but you know why? This is even another, Genuine or not, Robert Kraft ain't Kraft. afraid to quote unquote cross the aisle because he, he, you know, right now, yeah. even if it's an act, he's acting like he likes black people. So if he can get the power listen, man, from where he is and then come out and get the crossover he, power, oh, Jerry can't Jerry listen, can't mess with that. I think he's past Jerry in terms of power, and this is even more power. Like, I mean, Robert Kraft out here wearing a dream dream chasers chain, and, and he. And he probably told them behind closed doors, so watch you, watch you, I bring to the next meeting. Like, cause he, right, cause even right. even Jay Z, Jay Z even admitted like the reason he came is because of the relationship he's built with Robert Kraft. So this is also a power move from him. He's clearly the most powerful owner in the NFL at this point. Jay Z is a nemma, nemma. Say what you guys say, brother. This is the war room. Jay Z, I mean, no. is out. Robert Kraft. His homies with number forty-five, like like not just regular. Oh, I know him. I, I lobby for him. Like no, that's my homies. Come over, let's hang out. Let's let's been to you the, know to the sticky sticky let's together. Get massage, let's get <laughs> massages <laughs> from fourteen-year-old Asian women together. Like that's yeah, they, how they, close. She's trying to say they being a washy washy. Love you long shout time. Out shout out to the washi washi on 11th Street, allegedly. Yo, real quick though, my <laughs> thing is this, right? Um, I, I can't even be mad at that either, though, B. Austin, because I mean, you know, Chick Fil A supports 45, and I, I don't care what they do. Like, they just they just want to support 45. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Chick-fil-A can support smacking my whiz. Um, Yo, auto Popeye's on their top right now, though. I just got to put that out there. <laughs> but go ahead, though. Overall, though, or just on that one joint? I got it. I'm going to taste it probably. Yo, just that, no, oh, not overall. Like, um, Yo, that, that Popeye, listen, though, that Popeye's chicken sandwich is something special, dog. Like, and, and like I told my man Roy. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Roy um, from John Appetit. I told him, like, Yo, man, if, if it ain't better than big, it's the closest one, to quote uh, <laughs> our current topic. Um, Yo, I'm I'm a, I'm a check it 
probably I'm gonna say Saturday for lunch. Um, yeah. Tomorrow I got a doctor's appointment. You know, you got to go in there with your with your blood work all the way right. You yeah, gotta yeah, have your yeah, weight yeah. everywhere. You, you know, work out before I go. <laughs> you gotta get filthy after you leave there. Right. Then, but but I can't because on Saturday I got a suit fitting for for y'all man Mike's wedding. Oh, okay. So I got I got to do that. Okay. But after the suit fitting, oh, it's ignorance. It's on. It's on. <laughs> it's on. I'm gonna be in the car driving back with like double fist and two sandwiches. Just because y'all said it was. Yo, that, that joint is fire. That joint. Is All fire, right, let's go to the right. phone line, man. Because I know Tobias probably cursing us out. Probably been cursing us out for a long time. Uh, let's let him get his two cents in on, in on this. Tobias, what's going on, good brother? Good hell, hell man. Uh, here. Hey man, sometimes we just gotta get our bars off, man. Hey man, <laughs> now it's your Hey, get this. First things first. I, I posted about that on B Austin's page. I gotta say to B Austin, he has some very inboxable friends. That's all I got to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, yo, yo, you Speaking of, I love you, Lisa. <laughs> Go to his IG page and see who he follows there. Oh my God! Hey, that's all I gotta say. But 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 before I touch on you Jay real rep. quick, before I touch on Jay real quick, Dak Prescott gotta get over thirty million because Kirk Cousins and Jimmy G get damn near thirty million. Dak should get it. Yo, oh yes, by the way, yo, Jimmy go. G, Jimmy G got thirty million for a porn star date. My man got thirty million to make movies. <laughs> Yo, mind you, yo, yo. threw five straight picks and five straight throws in practice. I never heard of that before. But but he got but he <laughs> did, but hey, but but so that's why I say Dak should get it. But like when it comes to like Jay Z, right? Here's the thing: it's all you need to know about this thing. White people in Whitlock love it. That's all you need to know. But but here but here's the thing though. I'm tired of black folks cel- it's time to deeper issue celebrating charity. These owners, right, of all these sports leagues got local and the damn president number on speed dial. You mean to tell me that some of these folks be like, Hey man, I don't know if they tried it, so if they ever tried, I retract it. Talk. Tobias, you you damn near part of the show now, so you get interrupted. I get where right. you're coming from and I'm hundred and ten percent on your side. But what you talking, yo, less than one-tenth of one percent of your audience to understand what you're saying. They yep. don't even know what you're talking about. They don't even understand what you're saying. Yeah, because here's the thing. Because here's the thing. This is the oldest trick by white supremacy ever. Hey, we'll, we'll throw the color some money, put in some programs, and they'll shut up. How long have we had damn programs? But we ain't got policy. That's when you have to say they ain't got no wealth either. Yeah, you trying to say that's how the NAACP got started? Is that what you're saying? And the HBCU was also hey, and the HBCUs. And HBCUs, because who found the most yeah. HBCUs? And see, and, and the yo, thing is, is that the HBCUs yeah. might be worse though. That was like, yo, we don't even want y'all around us. Just go over here. Crazy <laughs> part. You bring up the word HBCU, and, you know, a lot of people out there who try to speak on them don't even know, you know, more than two or three of them. Howard is always going to be, like, either the first name you hear or it's definitely going to be in the mix if somebody try to rattle off a few. Howard is named after a white dude. 
crazy. Bro. <laughs> I never, yo, I never, yo, yo, I yo. never even thought about that. Okay, yeah, it's even Never thought about like, that. They couldn't even, they don't call it an HBCU, and we couldn't even get it named after a black guy. Like, I mean, Howard did it get named, get, named after a white guy that stole money from a black bank? That's even well, hold worse. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. <laughs> hold on, though. Uh, we should Tobias, be working to get that they, changed. They went, listen. Devin B. Austin went to Howard. I went to HBCU. We all went to HBCU. They went to Howard. I went to Lincoln. I mean, I ain't got to tell you. I ain't got to tell you. I ain't got to tell you. That's the crazy part about that. That's even crazier, Jim. At HBCUs, like, if you didn't already know coming in, like, cats like us who went to, you know, the militant middle school and elementary school, if you didn't know that, HBCUs are hard-pressed to teach you the real truth about Lincoln. So I can imagine being in a Lincoln yeah. classroom and they telling you that Lincoln ain't really a hero. <laughs> Yo, I tell you why. Because, <laughs> because, because they ain't getting no money because we don't have no wealth. That's why. I'm about to say though, if we change is. if we change them names, we ain't getting no money. So you know we gotta play hey, ball, see, man. America. Can I, can I, can I play the game sometimes. Something else also. It's like mm-hmm. y'all said. Jay said entertainment is a black natural resource. Here's the problem. That the only way a black person get rich in most cases is by entertainment. And who controls entertainment? It ain't us. They control it. No, so no. Is so, this so America, though, uh, Tobias, what do we control? Truth. I was about to and say, there's nothing we control. America. But, but see, here it, it goes my bigger point. We control, we control the mixtape game. We control that piss. <laughs> You know, and, 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 and it goes, and, and it goes to my point. Execs don't even like mixtapes. They don't even like that whole thing because that's money that they and, make. And it, and it goes to my point. They choose who they want to push. They choose those people. They, they, you are chosen. And so, and so, and the thing is, entertainment is all about being chosen. It ain't even about your talent because a bunch of talented uh, rappers or singers who ain't made it. And speaking of like yeah. that whole singing thing, it's amazing to thing. see how much white people push an ex crack dealer. But you <laughs> yeah. know what, so, Tobias? You you said something. You said something that's real interesting, right? And I, I made that. Uh, you talked about like being chosen, and I, I know Farrakhan had a saying. He said that before. He said before Barack was uh, elected, he was selected. But uh, number two, I was joking about the mixtape thing, but like that's it's an actual deeper like uh, message behind that. We did control mixtapes, but remember. When black folks start making millions of dollars of mixtapes, they literally went and changed the law. Remember, they changed yep. the law. They tried to lock up like a. They tried to lock up a bunch of DJs and shit. The Napster Ooh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember Napster. <laughs> yo, they tried to lock up a bunch of DJs. My point in saying that is, they have so much power that even if we do come up with something that we can control, they would just go and change they the law. Changed the they changed the rules of the game, and that's that's the point yo, of America. Whether it's as simple as we, we can create a verb from it. They just uh, they just black Wall Street everything we do. <laughs> yeah. Yo, they that, yo, it's similar <laughs> to Rich Paul. That. They did a Rich Paul the mixtape game. They mixed right, Rich like Paul if, the mixtape game. If we make anything that we control, we build a sandcastle. They're gonna come trample that joint. They're gonna come run over it. Like that's how it is, man. It's America. <laughs> we can keep begging, but policy. I don't know. It's like policy to me at this point just kind of seems like a pipe dream. Like seriously, we can't even well, get candidates. Why, to, we can't even get serious candidates to admit to a black agenda. You know what I mean? Well, that's why. That, that's and why shout out Dr. to uh, Tobias. He dropped off. Uh, 
But um, no, but that's why, like, that's why in Dr. Claw Anderson's book, Poweronomics, it lays it out. In order to even move anything politically, you got to have the economic base because yeah. politicians listen to who who puts that's, it in office. That's a, perfect, that's a perfect example of someone I don't agree with all of his stuff, um, and I disagree vehemently with something, but when he says mm-hmm. that, he's a million percent correct. And he gave an example, I believe of the Asian communities, no more than one, because yeah. it's not just a group. The Asians don't vote historically, but they buy policy. Their lobby they is, buy policy. their special interest is amazing. Like, they have strong special interests, and they tell them, people, we don't, we don't have to vote. We just buy the policy that we want to need. Economic. That's, 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 definitely, that's definitely an example that he uses. He always talks about that. The Asians, like, have the, they, they vote the least amount of anyone. But the fact is they have an economic base to the point where any city you go into, there's a Chinatown, and they, they, they work with each other. They, they, they practice cooperative economics unlike anybody else, and when it comes to policy, they just buy it. Like They literally own politicians because at the end of the day, when, when you talk about a politician, they have, to, they have to roll with who got them to the party. Yeah, so, as, as, a, as a politician, you ask a politician to be honest and say, yo, dog, what you rather have, a vote or campaign finance? Yeah, we I've need to pull our, I've literally, need to I pull have literally our seen it. Build some Negro I have literally, I have literally seen it. I tell people all the time, man. Um, we've had black politicians run the city of Philadelphia since the early '80s, and we still ain't got nothing. You can't because tell. the fact of the matter is, they run, they run the city. They run the city, but um, how do they get there? We don't put them there. We come out and vote for them, like you know, man. It's, it's, we we getting way too deep. But the bottom line is. We effed up, and then JD is your fault. Bring it all up and wrap it in the bow. Right, okay, yeah, we, but know, no, we, I want to see. I want to see. Let's see what comes from this man. Let's let's see what comes from this man. And shout out to Nessa. Though. Shout out to Nessa for her keeping that same energy, whether she's right or wrong. Yeah, and we want to give our quote of the week, and that is from Nessa. And if you don't know who Nessa is, then you really haven't been following this whole situation since it started two, three years ago. Um, Nessa is the girlfriend of Colin Kaepernick. Nessa is also the mouthpiece of Colin Kaepernick because, like we always say, like we've had Caps back from day one. But, like, even if you want to follow somebody, if you want to use the word follow, like we really don't even know what the hell he wants from us because Cap never says anything. Um, But Nessa does. And every time somebody comes out and she disagrees with it, she definitely lets you know. And the quote of the week um, is about Jay-Z's partnership with the NFL and she said quote the disappointment in Jay-Z isn't in the partnership the disappointment is wrapping it in social justice um, she went on to expound on that so what it sounds like she said to me when I read the you know the explanation of it is it sounds like not that she doesn't believe that there aren't going to be any social justice components to this but I think she believes and which I might believe a little bit myself that it's going to be forced because that is the component that's going to, it's going to resonate with the people that's most forgiving, you know, well, he's coming in for some action. So it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Let them do it. Now, if they don't announce that part and they just say, you know, Jay-Z getting that bag, maybe more people would be in line to slander him. He's still Jay-Z and, you know, 
the, the whole hive and the beehive still, you know, can't be touched. But there might be more people out there that's willing to be a little more honest and objective about it. So she she basically doesn't like that they're doing it under the guise of social media. And I, I, I mentioned that, not social media, social justice, but I mentioned that to you guys several times during the conversation. Because of that, I think Jay is getting off a little bit easier for the people who have an issue with him because the conversation, the narrative has been primarily focused on the social justice component of the whole thing. And not a lot of people are talking about the 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 bag grab. So, you know, I think, you know, he has to follow through. He has to do something major, you know, on that side of things. I'm going to quote something that you once, uh, that you once said, activism or what you're giving can only be weighed by what you're willing to risk and what you're giving up. You, you, I, I believe that. And when you look at what, what Jay-Z is trading off, He's actually trading off having to give up much by doing the partnership with his activism, which means he's able to market on activists. Yeah, I mean, Jay ain't giving up nothing but a couple of fans that were the people who were most objective about him anyway. <laughs> the sicker fans ain't going nowhere. So the people that's keeping him rich at this point are still with him. So they don't care. Yeah. All right. I mean, 444 still was fired though. Oh yeah, four 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 with like five fire emojis. Um, stat of the week. It's not really well. It's the stat of the week. Week are basically potential stats. LeBron James going into his seventeenth season. Um, he has the potential to reach several career milestones in the 2019-2020 season. Uh, he needs eleven hundred points to surpass Kobe Bryant for third on the all-time scoring list. Health considered, that should be pretty easy. Um, He needs 355 field goals made to pass Michael Jordan for fourth all-time. He needs 305 assists to pass Gary Payton for ninth all-time. And he needs uh, 2,402 minutes to pass Kobe Bryant for eighth all-time. These are all milestones that are reachable in this upcoming season um, if he stays healthy. Um, And we have some news. It was breaking a little bit earlier. Um, Speaking of staying healthy and speaking of the Lakers, DeMarcus Cousins um, has been diagnosed with a torn ACL, um, which he sustained in uh, in a workout earlier this week. I think, I believe he was in Vegas. Yo, your man can't catch a break. Um, Shout out to to Skyview, he said that in the in the in the chat room. He definitely can't catch a break. He, he obviously can catch some tears. Um, but shout out to him, man. Hopefully, <laughs> a speedy recovery. You know what? Because you know we talked about the Lakers and the fact that you know LeBron, they were. I think they built a pretty good roster around him, all things considered. And I thought this was going to be the sleeper move right here. I was like, if they could get a boogie yeah. on the cheap. A year out from that Achilles injury and, you know, closer to what he used to be than he was in uh, Golden State, I don't know. I think, you know, if you believed in Boogie like that, which I think I might have, that could have been what put you over the top as far as making the Lakers title favorites. I don't know now. I mean, it's still – We're going to talk about that before the season. I don't know now. 
it's still a sleeper pick. It's just going to stay asleep. It ain't going to wake up. <laughs> yeah, but then, right, right, right. I mean, he, and of course, he don't have a long-term contract. So he's going to be starting over again if if this not it for him. He's going to have to start over again. Because I'm thinking, even if the Lakers had long-term rights to him, like, again, you would have to go through the year without playing. Then you'd have to go through that year of playing where you're still playing fresh off the injury. You know, people usually don't come back until that, you know, that, that next year. But how well, many times are we going to keep is pushing it, back Boogie's timeline? Is it, the same, so sorry is it the same ACL or is it a, is other ACL? <clears throat> oh, is it the same as the leg with the, the Achilles? Is yeah. what you're asking? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's something I will look that up as we talk. But I just wonder. Let's say it is. What's your thought on that? Or, or not? I mean, no, I just wonder because sometimes you overcompensate on, on one side or the right, other right, based right. upon, like, what happened previously. Like, Okay. No, I, I thought wondered, you were like, getting to a point. I thought you were about to say something like, you know, if it's the same leg, then just go ahead and throw the whole leg away. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, but no, that, that's where I was leading to. Like, I don't know at this point, like whether his career, like, are we talking, are we talking a career thing where, right. dog, just take your bread and like, you know, go play poker. The thing or something. is, like, I, I don't know. Boog was never the most athletic dude in the room, but the that's the, true. The crazy part about that is that was even getting pushed out. Like, if Boogie was fully healthy, the type of player he was, besides the fact that he could step out and hit a three, everything else. Would, about him is kind of getting phased out in the world of centers in the NBA. So now, yeah. an even less athletic boogie coming off all these leg injuries, you know, it's going to be hard for him to make his way, especially because he Yo, doesn't have a long-term deal, man. Yo, so so he's going to be in that what if conversation. That Grant Hill, T-Mac, Eric Rose conversation. He's about to be in it. Yo, speaking of that, Dev, and I know we put way too much stock in the summer footage, but did y'all see the uh, the summer games that Big Josh playing in? That who playing? Yo, Big Josh, Big Josh from Duke, Jaleel Okafor. Oh yeah, yeah, Josh out there chopping Yo, people he up. Yo, playing, <laughs> he playing on the wing now. My man out there looking like, like I'm like, Yo, where Big Josh get this from? I guess he realized like, Yo, that his, back um, to the basket is dead. Right, he on his um, he on his Blake Griffin right now. He like, look, Blake. Yeah, did it. I'm like. Yeah, I was never the athlete up. Blake was, but Blake was a back to the basket player. He's no longer that. I was watching him like, look at this guy carrying like, like hands on the rock, chopping people up, yeah. pulling up for Jays. I was like, he must have realized yeah. that uh, his game didn't yeah, fit he's been, this currently. He's been, he's been putting that work in. He wants to keep a job. I was going to say the one thing that Boogie has, um, and and it certainly won't elevate him to previous stature, but he is a hell of a passer, and for the right yeah. team, you can put him at the elbow and cut off of him and allow him to hit that little little mid-range jumper, I think he'll always be able to get a job. He was on the right team for that. He gonna be but they gave up Arvidas on him. Sabonis. <laughs> he he was on the right Sabonis. team for that. Yo, remember Arvidas Sabonis could barely move when he uh, was playing for Portland. Yeah. And he still yeah. was putting up numbers. Giving out dimes. <laughs> Arvidas, <laughs> he was huge. He was one Yo, of those. Nice. We wish y'all would have saw him back win. So I guess yeah, we could put yeah, him on the list too. Yo, he could barely so we could put, move. We could put our Adidas on, like, on the Penny Grand Hill list because it's like, what if we saw him before he was broken down? <laughs> we are yeah. hyperbole. We are hyperbole kings. But when you say our Venus Sabonis could literally not move, yo, when I used to watch him, it looked like he had cinder blocks 
It looked like he had <laughs> yeah, cinder blocks. Yeah, he was so slow. And and yeah. I could I couldn't understand how he would end up with like nineteen seven and seven because I'm like, yo, he can't make I mean, up and down the. I mean, very yeah, skilled. He, he definitely had cinder blocks for feet, but then add on the fact that he had like a deep freezer for a head. Like the, the ball was just limited in his movement. But I remember Shaq saying Yo, his, that even though the ball was slow, Shaq said that was like the, one of the strongest players he played against. The ball was like strong, like a like an ox. Like he just like push you out the paint. Like because when he when he planted his feet on the floor, like they literally dug in and <laughs> made footprints. <laughs> Yo, not your that boy had a refrigerator head. Um, yeah, rest in peace to his right, so, <laughs> so, y'all can, as usual, you know the deal. Y'all can check out our website at any time at warroomsports.com. Just take your time, look around that. If y'all want to hit us on the email, hit us, info at warroomsports.com. You know, we, we take all kinds of uh, communications about joining the network, sponsorship, advertising, all that kind of stuff. Um, hit us up there if you want to. Get in on the conversations this evening. You can join the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can give us a call, 323-410-0012. Just press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, um, just press 1 if you want to talk. And we're just going to blow through some grind topics real quick for you guys so we can get to some more uh, yes, interesting stuff that we got to talk about later about you know, a couple of NBA topics. So what's going on? What happened this right. week? What's the crazy Well, real story? quick, while you were on the grind, while you were on the grind is brought to you by Sports the Book, the best sports book ever written. That's just the bottom line. And you can get that at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com, but do not miss it. But it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the grind. Now, did you guys see this where the uh, college quarterback got arrested because the, the police put my man had cocaine on the hood of his car, but it was actually bird poop. <laughs> Yo, you know what I don't like about this story? I don't like the fact that it's being reported as, you know, just, you know, just a, a all-out mistake. First of all, like, why is there going to be cocaine on the hood of your car? Right, seriously. <laughs> But y'all, you was chilling up at, at, okay. at one of them romantic points with your girl, and y'all just yeah. put a line on the car, and like, like, what are we, what are we doing even, here? So I'm not even. Here's how, the, I'm a, here's how the story goes. Go ahead, B. I, then I tell you how the story goes. I, I, I gotta give, like, we make fun of we make fun of cops a lot, and and I will admit they got a tough job. It's tough being a race soldier. I'm like, listen, <laughs> tough being a cop in Philly yesterday. How is it that a professional law enforcement officer would mistake bird poop for cocaine? How do his I first day off the desk. Probably just got out of the academy, never seen coke in his life. It was like three of them. It was like you know, it's a black, it's a black, it's a call that has a black male involved. So they they called like five or six. You mean to tell me a half a dozen white male officers mistake bird poop for cocaine? Yo, man. <laughs> never mind. Never mind if you're racist. Never mind if you thought, you know, I have more respect for you if you say, yeah, I was racially profiling. I respect that. I mean, I understand. That's what y'all do. But you mean to tell me that you're just as dumb as Billy Bob Hicks 
Hiccup up in the way you really went for bird poop as cocaine? Come on, man. Let me read the story real quick since we're blowing through these topics. Uh, Shy Wirtz, um, he's a Georgia Southern quarterback. He was pulled over on July 31st in Clinton, South Carolina, because the officers said he was speeding. Now they got to find something to pull us over for. During the stop, the police placed the 21-year-old in the back of the patrol car while they, while they searched his vehicle. More details that need to be questioned. He's pulled over for speeding. Why are you searching his vehicle? Starting around the 510 mark in the video that you can find online, um, that's when they show the cops looking closely at the hood of his car. They shined a flashlight on it. Then um, they allegedly said they found a white substance. So they went back to the car, asked him, what's the white stuff on the front of your hood? He quickly responded, <laughs> bird. <laughs> the officer didn't believe him, repeated it again and again, that the substance doesn't look like bird poop. Then listen to this. And that it was tested positive for a controlled substance. At what point did they run a test on this bird poop? <laughs> So, so we already we're pulling him over for speeding, quote unquote. Then we're searching his car. Then we're trying to, you know, say that bird poop, whether you knew what it was or not, you're trying to say that you found cocaine. But while you're trying to browbeat the man, told him that it tested positive for, um, you know, a, a substance. When the hell did you test the bird poop? And which one of y'all touched? <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Trouble this is my point. Like, I don't like how the story is being reported because no one who's written an article about this, I'm not going to say no one because I haven't seen all of them, but the articles that I've read about this, nobody's questioning those points that, that we're making right here. Why are you searching this car? Cocaine. Why are you lying talking about you tested Cocaine. <laughs> yo, um, yo, <laughs> yo, the cops are drugs. Cops be, dr- cops be bugging me. Cops is just drawing. I just want to shout the voice because cocaine is fire. That song, by the way. But um, yo, this whole story is just like yo, this whole story is nothing but bird poop. Don't even ask how. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything else we can say. I don't even think there's anything else we can say about the story. It's it's, it's rubbish, man. Like yo, y'all gotta do better than that, man. Y'all yo, y'all cops gotta do better. Like, y'all gotta do better lives. Man. Yeah, or, or just like, go back to the point of like you're black and I'm gonna disrespect you because you're black. Just be real no. with it. But y'all lie we, listen, we can accept listen, if there's any there's any officers listening, man. Listen, we can accept that you are either fearful of us, don't like us, you know, criminalize us. Just keep it a hundred. Don't if you pull me over and you tell me that you think bird poop on the hood of my car is cocaine, I'm going to laugh at you. <laughs> and then you're going to shoot me. But now you're going to shoot me. You're going to shoot me. Trouble with the law. Why Yo, you shot me quick, when bro. I was laughing? Come Yo, on, real quick. Because we got to move on, man. We got to talk about Michael Porter Jr., man. And this is the problem. This is 2019, man. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag new, new, new Aggins. As soon as we say new Aggins, man. My man is oversharing on social media and must be shared the commissioner Adam Silver's phone number. I don't know if Yo. any of y'all um, got it. Not, not one, though. But his email address, his office number, and his cell number. <laughs> Share them all. And I'm going to call him. <laughs> I'm going to call him. Yo. At least from the email. Yo, I hope some of y'all IG and Snapchat thoughts, like some of y'all with y'all OnlyFans pages, I hope some of y'all picked up the commissioner's number and called him because, you know what I'm saying? But. 
yo, what's wrong with these new generation, man? They got they got to understand everything ain't meant to be shared, man. Yeah, this man yo, put I'll a, a, a photo on Snapchat. It's, it's, already, it's interesting enough that Adam Silver actually gives out this personal information to all the players. Because, you know, I, I, I'd have a little issue. I'd be a little skeptical of giving all these dudes my number. But, um, That's probably a yeah, so he, anyway. he's, he's standing on the stage numbers. next to 3D, uh, Dennis, uh, damn, what's his last name? Dennis Scott. Um, Scott. so it must be some kind of like rookie symposium or something like that, where even though Michael Porter Jr. is no longer a rookie, but I guess he is because he hasn't played yet. Um, yeah, he has his email address, his office number, and his cell number. And these dudes are snapping photos of it and putting it on social media. <laughs> yeah, like, he probably he gave the trap for me, but he didn't give him the real number. Yeah, he gave yeah. him the number just so he could tell that people like you know all my players have my number. It's an open door policy. Like that ain't the real mm-hmm. number though. <laughs> that ain't the number. He, that ain't the number. He, that ain't the phone he used when he trying to get in touch with Jeffrey Epstein. Never no, mind. Um, right. <laughs> That's the thing. When oh, this phone no. rings, then he has to know exactly who it is. Yo, you stupid. He probably know. You know. All right. Well, this can only be an NBA player. So let me go ahead and let this go to voicemail. Um. But yeah, <laughs> he gave the Boost mobile number. <laughs> Commissioner, where you at? Um, <laughs> <laughs> he gave the trap for him. Yo, anyway, man, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball has a new tat sleeve, which made news. It's a revolutionary tat sleeve. My man got like all sorts of black icons on his arm. Um, you know. The artwork of all, fire, yeah. though. At least, at least the tattoo artist did a fire job. Shout out to the tattoo artist because I've seen plenty of people, you know, even even wealthy people with tattoos that look like somebody did it with a hot butter knife in jail. The Yo, Kobe, these, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Kobe Bryant is arguably two. a top seven to ten <laughs> basketball player to ever play. And his tattoos <laughs> look like they were done by Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and Yo, your man, um, no and your man, Mike Scott. Mike Scott got like emojis and stuff on his jaw. Oh, terrible! <laughs> <laughs> I, Yo, I ain't gonna sit here and act like the joints are uh, the greatest Yo. ever because you know. What's the ball from last chance? You, the ball from I ain't last got money to be on the line of those guys. The ball from last chance. You got the worst tattoos in the country though. Oh, what's the boy name from Last Chance You, Dev? The boy who uh, had his tattoo artist on there, and I don't know why boy came on a uh, John. Oh, God. Yo, that was nothing to be bragging about. Yeah, my tat artist Yo. come wherever I am. Yo, you need to leave I'm it. like, get, get, <laughs> Yo, your tat artist is boo-boo. <laughs> leave him. <laughs> so, tell that boy to stop scratching stuff in your arm with safety pins, man. Yo, but if Yo, but, anybody uh, hasn't seen this, because we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, if you haven't seen it, um, go to our Facebook page, the World Room Sports Facebook page. Scroll a little bit, but it's on there. Yo, these tattoos that Lonzo Ball has on his arm are amazing. I don't know if Lonzo Ball is that person, though. Like, he got a revolutionary arm sleeve at this point, but is he really that Yo. guy, or is he just trying to, Yo, you know, his mom, look like his mom that guy the climate right now. His mom, his mom's family is going to have them removed. Trust me. <laughs> not, no, not his, not his mom's yo. family. Yo, not his mom's family. His dad doesn't like tattoos. His yo, LeVar his dad Ball doesn't like black women. Tattoos, and when he got his first one 
and, and yo, and and it was on their show when when Jello got his, and it was a whole big thing of he had it for days before he even. I don't even think he told uh, Lavar. Somebody else told him, and it was a so big do thing. You think, he do you think, so I think when they do this now, do you think they're rebelling also, against this dude. They all have tattoos. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think it's do you think it's part of like more of his uh, rebelling against his pop at this point? I, 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 I absolutely believe you, you go from your dad not wanting you guys to get any tattoos to have the whole civil rights movement on your arm, like there's nothing left of your arm. Yo, and for those who not, haven't um, seen it, he has Rosa Parks portraits, and these these are damn good portraits. These portraits look yo, just portrait like this. Fire, I I the portrait is fire, though. I that the portrait is fire, yo. And I was he has say, Rosa Parks, for like Jackie Robinson, Malcolm X, Harriet Tubman, Barack Obama, and Martin Luther King Jr. It's crazy detail in these portraits, and at the top of it all, um, he has. The words, he, the marathon continues. So Saint Nip even got a shout out in there. Yeah, so. yeah, yo. All I all I want to say is, man, like, um, this 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 whole thing is crazy, man, because that, that that tattoo is absolutely like the, the artwork on there is absolutely brilliant. Um, so Jim, but I think it is, yeah. No, I'm about to ask you. So now that he got that those particular tattoos in his arm, he got to kneel during the anthem now, right? Ah, <laughs> yo, he don't want no part to, right? of that. <laughs> he don't want no. He don't want no part of What y'all want from me? I got everybody from the civil rights movement that y'all know on my arm. He got so like the big five. What do you want from me? He got the big five yeah. on his arm. Martin, Malcolm, yeah, and my man, Rob, my man just really impressive. And Harriet, he got the big five. <laughs> just trying to impress yeah, a gender. Like, yo, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about not not with those faces on there. I'm about to say he might be trying to get black chicks now. (laughs) Who knows what's going on? He he just basically rebelling against his pop, and he's doing it in front of like the national spotlight. But at least he got a good tattoo artist though, because I I give him that. But he he, you know, shout to um Delonzo man. He's he's New Orleans problem at this point. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what happens (laughs) down there. (laughs) 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 They hold they hold clan they hold clan. That's their problem at this point. Um. Speaking of problem, man, did y'all see your man Seabass? Sebastian Telfair got three years on weapons charges and was in the courtroom quoting Tupac and crying and screaming at the judge. Did y'all see that? <laughs> I didn't see it, man. I read the, I read the story. Yeah, it was kind of bad to watch. He like had a breakdown. Yeah, this is one of those guys, man. Not that he didn't have any success, but, you know, Bassey was one of them dudes who was on Sports Illustrated as like a sophomore in high school. He was supposed to be Stefan to the tenth power. I don't know this to be fact, and I pray that it's not true. But he strikes me as the type of guy that ain't got no bread at the end of all of this. There's something about him that makes me believe that his net worth is under a hundred grand. Damn! (laughs) Damn! Damn! Uh, I could be wrong, and I hope I am. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what his net worth is, man, but this was a sad scene to watch, man. And I got a bigger question to you dudes, man. Like, are New York point guards overrated? Because New York point guards are always getting this praise. Like, you know, and it's a thing called New York point guard. Like, he's a New York point guard. Like, I know Mark uh, Jackson was that guy. Mark Jackson is probably a top five to ten all time. But, and you can go back. Isn't, isn't, isn't Tiny Archibald from New York, too? 
Yes, he is. But I know that, like, Seabad, a, a lot of guys in our era that were supposed to be, like, the next up-and-coming New York point yeah. guard, they didn't really, like, live up to the expectations. You know what it is? They focus the on developing. Wow. The hype got them. The hype got them. The hype train got them. And then they focus on developing certain areas of their game that don't translate to the next level. And they're not putting the work in because from the gate, as soon as they hit high school, they're celebrated as if they already made it. So that work ethic yeah. isn't always there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, although, although I do believe in my heart of hearts that Steph was underrated as a point guard in the NBA. Um, of course. I do believe, oh, I believe so, too. Yeah. And, and, and it yeah, wasn't so. even – I think it, it, it stemmed from, you know, the, the narrative that just got pushed in front of him. Like, Steph – got this narrative that he was a loser and <laughs> didn't care and But I also I also feel like I also feel like if Steph didn't come around if Steph didn't come around the same time that Bubba Chuck came around, he might be looking at different too. Because I heard people, mm-hmm. they used to always try to compare they used to always try to compare them to and AI is just from another yeah. planet and right. Steph was good but he wasn't that. The, um, and the crazy part is for the for their first two seasons, even though I was a Sixers fan, I thought Steph was better. Because I always, like, for the first two seasons, I would always point to his work ethic. Like, for the first two or three seasons. So, so like, his first two off-seasons, he always came back with something new. And I was noticing, I was like, well, Allen Iverson, he he never really comes back with something new to his game. But then you realize later, he's just that damn good. He doesn't have to, and he can still yeah, be he's from he's from Krypton. He don't have to. Yo, <laughs> by the way, Salute to, salute to Bubba Chuck anyway, man, because going back to our last story, he made tattoos like normal because before Bubba Chuck, like, you had to be a weirdo like Robin. Like, do you guys remember on tattoos, like, you were looked at as being, like, yeah. just straight weird for having uh, Robin. Yeah, <laughs> you look weird if you don't would have, have Cats would have one or two, and they would be small and out of the way. And then your man, uh, your man Bubba Chuck came in the league looking like a Russian mobster. And it was on from there. <laughs> hey, hey let me um. Let me give some uh some quick birthday shout. I'm gonna give some birthday shout outs. I'm gonna read a couple uh, messages from the chat rooms and all the and social media, and then we yeah, can get into our last segment. We also got a couple more phone calls on the line that we need to get to. Um, but birthday shout outs, man. Shout out to Yancey Thigpen, former receiver, Yo. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Pen is 50 years old. Like, damn, where's the time going? Yo. Um, shout out to Yo, Jimmy and Deb, y'all old, yo. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out, birthday shout out to the boy Eric Public the Enemy, um, who turns 50 years old as well. Um, man, Pittsburgh dudes, Bubby Brister is 57 years yo. old. <laughs> was His name, Gary name is Bubby. Gary Kubiak, who was Jimmy's former backup quarterback in Denver, turned head coach, turned Super Bowl champion. Um, shout out to him. He's 58 years old. And a nice and peace shout out to Gene Upshaw, uh, who was born August 15th, 1945. And he was, uh, and he passed August 20th, 2008. Also, uh, birthday shout out this week. Tomorrow, to be exact, on the 16th, to one of our favorite supporters in the chat room every week. Um, shout out to Neil. Happy birthday to you. Neil! Um, 
everybody a war room salute on their birthday. Yo, you Happy can't. You can't be fifty-seven. Oh, you can't be. Like, no, we got another birthday. Now. He still can't go by. He still can't go by Bubby, can he? Bubby, <laughs> we got another. <laughs> we got another birthday, man. We got another birthday, man. Birthday shout out to Crippin Nip, uh, Nipsey Hussle, uh, <laughs> yes, Community sir. Revolution, Community Last Revolution, neighborhood. Yeah, I've seen Nipsey neighborhood. pop up people's top fifty rap list this week. <laughs> they <tripping>. Yo, <laughs> yo, neighborhood. Real talk. I've seen it from cats that I know for a fact, Jimmy. Had never heard of Nipsey no Bar until the day he died. Yo, until the day yo, he died. He's in there. Me, Listen, like man. It makes me angry because I like I like Nip. I thought Nip had bars, but Nip ain't even in the top five hundred. Come on, man. What are y'all? Yo, doing? here's the here's the thing, right? Like, yeah, that was Nip's first album. Though. Rappers get. <laughs> you had your first this, album like yo, three days before you died. I yo, mean, come on. Yo, Jaden Styles told you dead rappers get better promotion, but it's crazy, yo, because I was actually listening to uh, the um, I was listening to uh, his album like this past week, and he has a bar on one of them songs where he talks about like getting shot before, and he says that. Oh, well, at least yeah. if I go, I'll finally get my just due. Like he actually says it in the song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I never paid. I never paid attention to the. I never paid attention to the bar until like this past week, as I was listening to it. I was like, "Yo, what did you say?" Reminded it like, "Yo, Jamie damn sure said that." I bang. I bang with Nip. Nip had bars, and he probably would have developed as a lyricist. But come on, y'all. Y'all need to relax. Nip didn't even really like. Nip didn't even really rap though. Nip gave TED talks over beats. Like Nip was out here just right. like you know. <laughs> Damn sure it did. Shout out to yeah, Gillian. He wasn't even, he wasn't even trying to be a game over a beat. He wasn't even trying to be a nice lyricist. My man was just trying to like, you know, give inspiration, hustle and motivate. Hey, but anyway, man. So about the, rest the, the New York point guard thing, Skyview said, I played on both coasts. Definitely a difference in point guard play. Kenny Anderson is probably the most underrated of them all, and I don't think you would get Kenny it. Kenny G. I don't think you would get it. Disagreement from anybody on this panel. Kenny Anderson was that dude. Um, he also yeah, back to the police officer conversation. He said there needs to be uh-huh. mandated law that police officers be paired with a member of a different race after they after they've gone through a psychiatric screen. They can call it. I agree, I agree with you. Call it I agree with the RIP Alton. I agree with the agree with the psychiatric Usually, when you pair up a black cop with a white cop. Shout out to, to Q. They don't work. Black cops showing out for the white cops. <laughs> Yo. Black cops showing out for the white cops. That's all those partnerships. There were more black slaves catchers than white slave catchers. Keep it 100. We sick, we sick boss. Drop <laughs> for the gun line. Uh-huh. Gun line, boss. That, that, that's what happens in those situations. Um, Casey Mack in the War Room Sports Game Time Group. Um, back to DeMarcus Cousins. He said Cousins probably tore his ATL when he was hooping in sandals the other day. Um, probably happened. Mm. Um, that kind of stuff can happen. Um, he also said Marbury is the last decent point guard. Eh, I got to think on that one. I don't know if it was Marbury. I don't know who else came after Marbury. I know, I know I don't that know. Telfair, like a lot of well, people if, came after him, but I don't if, know. We're just going to use the word decent. They've had decent ones. Marbury was probably the last star. You know what I mean? 
Starberry was a star. I don't care yeah. what anybody says. Starberry was that dude for a while. I pretty much know. Let me ask you a question though. Let me ask mm-hmm. you a question though. Um, who's the greatest New York point guard of all time? Archibald. Mark Jackson. Ride the God. <laughs> Ride no, that's the always, God. That's, <laughs> that's the the pick that you know people that like. I'm, I'm not gonna Yo, call them. Rod yes, never had yes. superstar status. Yeah, like, we the only one we would support Rod the God as that pick, but most people looking in wouldn't understand why you selected Rod the God. You think Rod the God is better than Mark Jackson? I, I probably not better, but I would take him over Mark. I understand Mark's greatness, but Mark wasn't really the type of dude that like if I'm the if I'm making a team, I'm not really going after a Mark Jackson. I don't care. I don't care about Mark Jackson. I think I, I think he's great, but yeah, I didn't. Was, I didn't get excited when I saw Mark Jackson. I didn't think, yo, let me go out to the playground and let me do that. What he just that's did, right. Mark, that. Mark was just a get it done point guard. He wasn't, you know, he didn't have too much flash. Um, he didn't have any athleticism. He couldn't shoot a free throw. <laughs> I mean, he could shoot one, but he <laughs> that, that dumb thing where he <laughs> measured it up. I found a list, right? I found a list from mm-hmm. Max Preps, the top 10 point guards from New York, and it you know, combines like what they did in high school, college pros, the whole nine. Number 10 it has Larry Brown. I forgot he was from NY. Number mm-hmm. 9, it got Nate Archibald. Larry uh, Brown and 10, they being real... Number 8... But they, remember, they're taking all their stuff, taking high school, college, and pros. Number eight is Lenny Wilkins. And and coaching? Uh, no, still. <laughs> Yo, Lenny Wilkins actually uh, played ball back in the day. But anyway, well, not Lenny. Um, I'm talking about Mark, Larry Brown when I say and coaching. Like, come on, Larry. Oh, they probably yeah, they had it. Mark Jackson. Mark, they have Mark Jackson all the way down at number seven. Yeah, number six, you got Larry got and Mark at seven. Now you're disrespecting Mark. Go ahead. They Where's got Kennedy Jet Smith at six. They got Kennedy Jet Smith at six. They got Pearl Washington at five. Oh, I Pearl, forgot about Pearl. Pearl Washington at five. Number four, they got Bob Cousy. Um, number three, oh. they got Starberry. Number two, they actually have Sebastian Telfair, and it says mostly because of what, what he did at Lincoln High School in Brooklyn. Hey, like, he must he have really been that dude in high school. I'm about to say, if that's going to springboard you all the way up to two, they trying. They said because he's the all, he's the all time leading scorer in New York. Damn, he was right. yo. That's a big deal. Yo, my man, yo, through four years of high school, my man averaged thirty-three and nine. Yo, but I mean, um, plus, plus, plus they got home. like, plus they got like six hundred and forty-three high school, <laughs> and they all got numbers. Yeah, PS six forty-three. Number one, but uh, number number one overall is Kenny Anderson. Kenny Arch- G. I, Kenny I agree. G. I agree with number one. Yo, but number two, they put Kenny there because of what he did to um Bobby Hurley. I also didn't realize that Kenny had a 16 year career in the pros. Man, Kenny, I knew that. Still broke. No mom and didn't save no money. Well, let's go to the phone line real quick. Man. We got the homie Naj on. We ain't talked to him in a couple of weeks. I don't know, maybe y'all did last week. I'm not sure. Naj, what's up, man? <laughs> what up, Hello, homie? Man. Oh, cool. What up, y'all? What up? What up? <laughs> Hey, Yo, nah, why can't he have a clown bag no money? Who, Kenny G? What is that? Why can't he Anderson didn't save no money, yo? 
Hey, Kenny was <laughs> one of the most flagrant at it, too. If y'all remember during the lockout, he's the one that said, I got bills to pay. I can't be missing checks, if y'all remember that. So work out. Like, I mean, Kenny was living check to check. the workforce. If you got one dude on camera saying that, y'all in trouble as far as that negotiation. But, yeah, that's pretty much. Pretty much. But let, let me try to get into a lot of what y'all got, man, because y'all got so much good stuff today. Like, bro, okay, first, just first thing first, the tattoo. Like, no shots, man, but uh, let's stop putting Barack Obama on T-shirts and other things next to Malcolm Martin and other greats. Like, no. You're part of that big five. And when I say big five, when I say big five, that just means the big five that, that's universally known. The, the big five, the white, the five there, that white people know. You could have put Ali up there. And, and, and they can have that. But that ain't, that ain't, that ain't a revolution. It's like, let's it stop just, doing that. From Fred Hampton. But you, but you, forgot, you, ever, you forgot where Lonzo came from. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so it's no surprise. True. But that, that takes us to the next topic, which kind of coalesce, you know, coalesce with it. The people who think representation is actual equality or actual change. Shout out to the homie Bomani Jones who set Jay Z them on fire with a nice, nice little think piece today about that whole situation. It's like, look, man, if, if you're saying that money is the thing that's going to fix these things and you need partnerships, sit at the table. Okay, you could do that without aligning yourself with them. Just act towards the actual issue. Why the hell would you have to make Ew, the partnership to do it? Unless, unless you're just being a shield for them to later on not do anything about this and say we got this connection to him. He said kneeling is over with. So I, I use Ho's own lyrics against him. What you eat don't make me ish. So please, please yeah. stay out of certain topics, Ho. We've seen this at Barney. Hell on. We've seen this at the Brooklyn. Yeah, because he like, already told them, chill, you know, we, we don't need you. We fill stadiums, too, something like that. And then let me get yo, up in here with He's a black friend, right? You know how you say, I can't be racist. I got a black friend. He's that person. <laughs> 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 the we can't the be racist. We got Jesus. Right, right. That's just hilarious. And, oh, the other thing. Uh, y'all talked about the brother down there that got pulled over, and they, you know, they said the bird poop was cocaine. <laughs> Man, y'all pull up this story the Times ran this week about these field drug tests. Not only are these things inaccurate, they're not even close to being like something that you can really use in, in order to incarcerate somebody. I mean, what are they using? Pregnancy tests or something? <laughs> like, where, where do they do They're using these like two dollar field kits and. The thing is supposed to turn blue uh, if the substance is there. Problem is, there's like 80 other substances that make it turn blue. So they just go ahead and take it on the chin that, okay, sometimes we're going to get a false positive, and that person will have to work it out over the weekend while you're locked up and all of that. So, wow. dude, look into that story, man. It's crazy. I, like, I didn't know these field tests were that inaccurate. But, yeah, check that one out, man. And uh, to all, your, all, that, all the fans out here, man, look, when you hear dollar figures, that is a leak from ownership. When you hear about milestones, that is a leak from the players. So when y'all heard about Dak turning down, that, that's me, bro, turned down $30 million. That's supposed to get the fans on the team side, and then eventually he'll cave on negotiations. Like, get everybody riled up this, against Dak. Right. $30 million for Dak Prescott. It's like, okay, we're talking about football money, so it's already ridiculous. Dak ain't going to see the length, the money in the length of that contract. We know this. Ask Mike Vick about his $100 million. Like, that's not how that works. 
Right. He'll get some deal that he will never see the full life of. But you got people out here really going at that man. And I will say he is an average quarterback. But when you give Kirk Cousins 89, this is what happens. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You reset the market. Uh, yeah. You got to pay. Yo, oh, I could I could imagine I could imagine like I could imagine every quarterback in the league they probably got a group chat where they didn't root for each other to get big contracts. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'm up next. I'm about to cancel. Right, right, cuz that makes sense. Like Andy Dalton out here spending all kinds of unearned uh, <laughs> uh, well, and then on the on the group chat, they be clowning Kirk, even though he's on the chat. <laughs> like if Kirk got that, like, like if you oh, got yeah, that, they, add, they, they probably they probably add him too. Like at Kirk, uh-huh. you got that. <laughs> that Kirk hey, hey, got when, that. When the Redskins are are in on the scam, see through the scam, you know it's a scam. Like Redskins, like look, man, we'll franchise right. you a couple years, but dude, we ain't paying. They pay like when they say that, Dan Snyder <laughs> say that, you know. That dude's a bum. Oh, and as far as New York, man, when, when I was young, whenever we had a game with some New York kids, uh, on the scout report, before we knew name, number, anything, uh, no forced them to shoot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That, that no was jumper. on the scout report. Oh, the chunkboard. I ain't talking about whiteboard. They were, I'm talking they about were dribble for five minutes. Before it back up and make them shoot the jumper. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and they gotta and they got to stop bragging about this New York point guard thing. Because, for one, what's the population of the state of New York? So, yeah, you yeah. don't produce a, a certain amount of point guards. you got a big-ass population. Let me know about a small town producing multiple uh, NBA or NFL pros. That's something to look into. But Flint the state town. of New York, like, man, come on. Flint town. Yes, sir. Yeah, the hackiness, trashiest basketball town you will ever see, man. I got many a fight at Gus Macker 303 in Flint, Michigan. No, they don't. But the thing is, though, the thing is, though, like, they they – that's their badge of honor. Like we got a homie, yeah. close homie from Flint, and his badge of honor when we used to play is the fact that they play yo. dirty. Yo, that you know that they play rough. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's yo, their I, that's their badge of honor right there. They don't deny the homie, it. They're like, yeah, we hack. Yeah, the homie he's referring to, the homie he he's referring to taught me how to cheat. He taught me things <laughs> I never even thought. Of. Yo, yeah, remember, yo, remember that brother used to switch pivot feet? He'd be like, yeah, 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 I can get the rep. He would, he, would switch do, the he would go into a jump stop, <laughs> then switch his pivot off the jump. Yo, it was it was crazy. He could get away with it. Shout out to me. We, 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 we waited too long. Visit. We got like 30 seconds, man, so we got to get out of here. Oh. We'll wrap to you well, next week. We'll, say, yeah, we'll catch you earlier. Slam me on my head on a recruiting visit there. Just to let you know how much they hack. That's who they are. So I got beef with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, we're going to have to Some topics we wanted to hit that, that didn't get to. We wanted to talk about the amended Rich Paul rule. We wanted to talk about the Brooklyn Nets and their $2.35 billion sale price and the Clippers trolling LeBron James by hiring Ty Lue as their top assistant. Maybe we'll get to some of that next week if those stories grow legs. Yes, sir. But we out of here. It's time to get out of here, though. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, the game time, everywhere. Listen, everywhere you hit us up from, we appreciate it. Listen, the calls that called and got through, we love y'all, too. Those we couldn't get to, we apologize. But tune in next week live right here or on demand. We catch you up on everything happening around the world of sports. And until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the start of next week, and we'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch everything we do. 
like our Facebook, our Twitter, our blogs, webcasts, podcasts, everything can be found at the hub, which is warmandsports.com. Also, pick up my book, Sports the Book, at sportsthebook.com or warmandsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. Shot the nip. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.